Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Martin. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. I just give God glory uh, this morning. Hallelujah. Just everything has just been so awesome between praise and worship and the young lady getting saved. And uh, it's definitely just a, a blessing. And God is, is, is moving in my life and, and doing things. Um, as, as you can see, this is my first uh, time actually doing two parts. So God is, is stretching and, and doing things, and I'm going to try my best to, to walk in it and uh, just accept it. Amen. Praise God. Let me pray. Father God, we just, just thank you, God, for another day, Father. Thank you, Lord, for just allowing me, God, trusting me, Father to speak to your people on today, Father God. I pray, God, that you speak to their hearts, God. God, and that they are edified, Father, and that you are glorified, O Lord. That is my desire, God. Hallelujah, Father. We just thank you, Lord, and we just praise you, God, for this time, Father, and we say, have your way, Father. We honor you, we love you, and it's in your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Matthew uh, chapter 11. Uh, 28, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And the word of God says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Glory be to God. If you're like me, you definitely uh, could use some rest. Hallelujah, resting your, in your soul, resting in your body. Um, I know, I'm going to be honest with you, because I do, I do pray for you. Don't get me wrong, when, they, when the storms come, and um, I have family on the East Coast too, but when they make that announcement uh, to school, close schools, I had to give a wave offering <laughs> and say thank you, because <laughs> Lord knows I, I need it with Two jobs, two kids, one wife. I ain't got two two wives, but but Lord knows I I need some rest. And it, it's a shame that it, it takes a storm to quiet the storms in your life. This ain't what I'm preaching on, but it, it takes that. So we, we're caught up in, in in so much, and when when the storm hits, that's when we take the time to to love on our loved ones, to hug them. To tell them how much you, you need them and, and that you, you appreciate them being in your life. It takes a storm some time to do that, but um, we just, when it comes, we just have to do it and, and receive it. Amen. And Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And I am gentle and lowly heart, and I will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. The yoke. Sometimes the yoke. We the yoke is what they use on the oxen when they when they're pulling and plowing fields and different things, and it and it sits on uh, their shoulders. And a lot of times in the in the spirit, uh, we're carrying uh, th those type of things. We're carrying that that heavy weightness, that uh, worry, that frustration, you know, that that pain. And Jesus says, "Take on my yoke." He says, "My yoke is is light." It's easy. It's light because he's doing the heavy work. That's why it's light. And if you look it up, they actually uh, they do it in pairs. So he's telling us to take his on his yoke so we can walk with him 
have a, a light a light burden. Walk as he walk and move as as he moves. And sometimes we we try to move away, and sometimes we we go from dis we go from disappointment because of disobedience. If we just walk in him and trust, stay yoked with him. Don't walk away. Don't pull the other way. Stay yoked up with him. That way, your your burdens will be light, and your yoke will be easy. We don't have to put put so much uh, on ourselves and 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 weigh us down. This this word uh, disappointment. Sometimes when you when you think about it and you look through the scriptures, it it kind of can conf- get confused with as I work this uh, thing here. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Sometimes it can go along with disappointment uh, and discouraged. If you, if you can kind of get the two tied together, so I wanted to kind of outline both of those. Uh, discouragement is to deprive. Uh, of courage or confidence, being with, without confidence, uh, but disappointment is to fail uh, to fulfill the expectation or hope of, or, or sadness because of an unmet expectation regarding someone or something. So I, I wanted to focus more on, on the on the disappointment uh, side, and sometimes we, we can be disappointed in ourselves, uh, and again, that expectation, I underline it because if we don't meet our expectation, then the the Disappointment comes in, and we put those those things on on ourselves, um, and it's good uh, to shoot for goals and things like that. But uh, if we don't make it, then that that sets in. And if you like me, sometimes it's e- for me it's easier to deal with disappointment in myself than disappointment in others. Lord have mercy. That that is something that God has really been dealing with me because what happens the, the dis- your, your expectation is right here. But the person meets you right here, so everything in the in the middle is is disappointment, frustration, upset, anger, and the bigger that gap, the more stuff <laughs> fits in there. I'm I'm gonna tell you how God showed me uh, about five years ago. Uh, I had an opportunity to to work in a ministry. Right? I won't say the name, but uh, I was working in this ministry, and to to get the job, the the HR manager, it's a mandate. They have to ask you. Uh, how did you come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? If, if they don't ask, they could get in trouble. So you go through that interview process two and three times, uh, and they ask you. Uh, when you when you get the job, every day, every day starts off uh, with someone giving you a, a word. They have bringing pastors from over the city and sometimes from around the world. That you they will give you a word. You spend next ten minutes. Uh, praying for each other, the person beside you, that's wonderful. As what prayers needs do you have, you will tell him, you will pray for each other. Everything is great. Everything seems wonderful until we go upstairs. <laughs> when we go upstairs and we, you see one of those nasty emails, we used to call them nasty grams. I don't know if you call them now. Call them nasty grams. But the, the signature there, because it was a ministry, you could put the, the word of God in your signature. So you would get a nasty gram with John 3.16 at the bottom. <laughs> Mixture, right? You, you get both of those together. It's, don't get me wrong, but I, I had a, a great time there, met some, some awesome people. But what's interesting is that while I was there, um, I, was, I was lied on. I, I was talked down to. Um, it, to be honest, it was uh, some, a lot of older white men, so I was called boy <laughs> twice. Um, the second time, word must have got around how I handled it because the next week, 
it was like, how you doing, young man? Everything's okay, young man? How you doing? Everything, you need anything, young man? So they must have got around <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, in my performance evaluation, they told me that I text too much. Now, first, nothing about the job, but I text too much. And what's funny, those that know me know probably about a year before, I'm, I just got texting then. I'm not even a, a texter. So that was just preposterous. And I got to the place where I said, you know what, God, where are the people that drink, smoke, cuss, cheat on their wife? That's who I want to work with. Um, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> after, after I left, a couple years later, you know how you reflect on, on your, your life and you reflect on certain things, right? So I was thinking about all the things that happened to me while I was there. And, and I, I took you through that process so you can see it, is that those were things that happened on other jobs all, anyway. anyway. People go through those things. But the problem was, was my expectation. Yeah. Because I was working with Christians, my expectation was up here, but sometimes I got down here. And it's the same thing when people talk about uh, church hurt. If I was to say, come here, let me pray for you, and I stab you, it's going to hurt the same way just if somebody on the street got mugged. The, the problem is you're not expecting it. So your expectation is that it, they're not going to do it. So it seems that it hurts worse, but it's the same. It's because your expectation. And I'll be the God. And I'm, I'm not saying change, change your expectations or, or lower your, your standards, but sometimes you have to think and, and, and assess it because you could put your expectations on somebody else. Yeah. They may not handle a situation like you're going to handle, and you'll cause yourself some unnecessary disappointment yeah. in the future with that. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Turn me to, to Matthew uh, 14. Matthew 14. The apostle had mentioned some of this, uh, some of the stuff that uh, I'm going to be talking about. It was interesting. I, I praise God for uh, the confirmation. But Matthew 14, actually verse 17, we're, we're familiar with uh, this incident, right, where, where Jesus fed uh, the 5,000, right? Uh, and, and in verse 17, it says, uh, and they said to him, we, we here only have five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. So first, I, I look at this. I call this is when Jesus multiplied to feed the multitude, right? And the definition of a multiplied just simply means a, a fast way to add. So he added the bread and the fish faster than they could go home and cook it. A lot of, a lot of the times, we're trying to do stuff on our, on our own, and we're just not giving it to God. And so in that midst, we're having dis, uh, disappointment because we're trying to do stuff when God says, hey, give it to me. Give me what you have, whether it's your resources, whether it's your anointing, your talents, your gifts, whatever's in you, just give it to me and allow me to multiply. Allow, allow, me, to, allow me to use it. Don't, don't you do it. Allow me to do it for you. He's going to do the heavy lifting. We, we just get caught up so much. And, and what I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then it's really selfish. It really takes it away from God. It takes it away from, from somebody seeing God, yes. all of that. And we can get caught up in me and my and my stuff and what, and what I'm doing. And just give it, give it over, over, over to him and allow him uh, to, to use you and to, and to move in, in your life. Um, one of the things also with this, this scripture is that when I was reflecting on this, I was thinking about uh, probably the most the disappointing time in my life was when 
believe it or not, was when I went to college. And most of the time, people's re remembrance of college is, uh, is good times, it's parties. I had good times, but it was a rough time for me because I, I had to put myself through school. Uh, there was no one to call. Um, they w I didn't have money, hardly had uh, food to eat. Um, there was times where she would uh, go to her uh, apartment and it was an eviction notice on the door. So that was a that was a tumultuous time. When we got saved, we we looked back at that time as we called it the wilderness, because it was we was out there. Yeah. And a couple things with with the the the, the wilderness that I, I noticed is that the wilderness is designed for you to, to pass through, to go through. You're not designed to stay in, in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. The children of Israel only stayed longer because of their their dis disobedience. Yeah. But he did eventually bring them out, said Moses, but uh, he, did, he did bring them out. And the next thing is that in the wilderness, there's nobody to depend on but God. So your, your dependency and your faith de depends on him. Like when he, when he poured water out of the rock uh, when they needed it in the wilderness, when we're in our wilderness, he can supply resources from out of nowhere for us. Out of the blue, you, you'll get a, a refund check for something, something you paid for. Somebody walk up and bless you with something. You'll win a gift card at work. Something will happen uh, to, su to sustain you. And in, in, in the wilderness, that he kept their shoes from wearing out. You know, in our wilderness, the gas in your tank will last the payday. Sometimes we, we, we get so low-minded that we're in our cars now. We're fancy. We got our new iPhones. We got, that stuff don't matter. God can move in your life and show you how big he is in your life. It doesn't... It doesn't there's, there's, there's nothing too hard for God. And I, I've learned to see that over my life and just how he's moved and how he's done stuff. And I've, I've had to learn to trust. That's the hard part is trusting because we want to take control. Naturally, we want to take control of it because we feel because I'm, I'm the same way. That's why I, I hate to fly because I, I don't have any control. I don't, I don't have a pilot's license. I don't have a parachute. <laughs> I don't have nothing. And I go into prayer when I had to fly. Lord have mercy. I ain't lying, I'm going to pray, man. I'm praying all over the airport when I, when I had to fly. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> I had to pray. Going to accessory prayer, tongue, all kind of everything. And then after, after the, the, the college experience, um, with a, a full economics degree, I was working in a, a generic soda factory. Not, not, not Mountain Dew or Pepsi. I'm talking about Mountain Lion. I'm talking about Dr. Smooth. That's what I'm talking about. Dr. Smooth on the palletizer with a full economics degree. I was, I was working with people that I went to high school with and didn't think about going, going to college. And it wasn't that I thought I was too good, it was just I went to college because I thought that I was going uh, to, to go to corporate America somewhere, not to be running up palletizer, running Dr. Smooth on this. So, <laughs> Dr. Smooth. So, <laughs> what got me to thinking was when, when, when God broke the bread and he fed the 5,000, what if he could do that in our broken places in our lives, wow, wow, wow. in our dis disappointing areas? If when he breaks us, if we're broken and he uses that 
for other people. And the reason why I said that is, is because that's something that's deep in our, in our hearts is that talking to young people, and, and God has blessed me where I get a chance to do this every day that right. it, and now, but I can talk to someone, give them guidance and wisdom on how to enter college, where to go at, to do it cheaper. Uh, something on our, uh, our plans is that we would love to, to uh, build, start a, um, a scholarship fund be able to start that up and to bless kids so that they can go through uh, college and not come through with the, the financial debt uh, that we did. And so for from those broken areas, those disappointment uh, pointing places, we just want to bless people and kids any way that we can. We may not have the resources now, but sometimes we, we do like to try to do what we can. If it's just a, a nugget of wisdom, hey, go look over here, go do that, or uh, over in this college, um, I'm a big uh, component of, of CP where I work at now, and I'll tell people all the time, listen, if you don't have it, just go ahead there. You're gonna still going to get a quality education right. without, uh, without moving into, into so much debt. So I just thank God that even through that, that area, through those times, that wilderness that, that we call it, that we're able to, to bless people and people can benefit uh, from, from those areas in, in our lives. Amen. Um, so I went through the, the scriptures and I looked at uh, disappointing uh, uh, people in the Bible and there, there's so many uh, to choose from. There's so many things that happened uh, with, with Peter when he de denied Jesus three times. Yeah. And the Bible says that he, that after the third time, he cursed the, the believers. I mean, he cursed the, the people that were talking to him. And then he went over and wept. And so I know he felt disappointment. He had here felt that he, he let the master down when he did that. Uh, but the, the good news was that Jesus still was able to use him past it, that disappointment time. He was the, the first person that Jesus showed up to after the resurrection. He was the first one uh, to preach the gospel where uh, 3,000 got saved. Right. So even after our disappointing times and our shortcomings, God still can use us. He's still oh, faithful yeah. uh, to touch us and, and, and use us in certain areas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know Moses had to be disappointed after doing uh, so much for the children of Israel and, 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 and uh, pulling the water from the rock and doing all that, and then to get to the, the place of the promised land and to be able to, to only look in and not go in with the, the, the people that he led that mocked God and murmured and complained and talked about him were able to go in and, and he couldn't. He had to feel uh, disappointing after, after that. Uh, Samson with Delilah. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> she tricked him several times. Several times. He, he, she, he had to feel uh, dis disappointed after that. But the one that, that tugged at my heart and just, uh, just, I just saw so much in that uh, I would have to split up is, is with Leah and Rachel. Mm. With Leah and Rachel. It's, it's found over in, in Genesis 29 uh, and 16. When you first read this story, when you first uh, <laughs> hear about it, it is kind of funny. Because you, you see this guy, just he just shows up. And he sees this woman, and he goes back home, uh, and he, he wants to marry her, and then uh, he works for seven years, and then her father slips in uh, her, her sister on there, and he not even know it until the next day. What is that, what is that right? The, ne the next day, he doesn't even, even find out. But then when you, when you step back and you, and you kind of look at this and... I know people like this that, that 
we pointed out to them that you shouldn't marry them. That's not the one for you, but they still did. That's even that's almost even worse because you got the warning, and you still went through, and still and still went went through it went through and did it, right? Sometimes you don't know what you get in until until you get in it, right? You don't know you you joined the wrong church until you join it. You don't know you you took the the, the wrong job until you take it. So you you don't know how bad your your finances are messed up until you hit rock bottom, until you you hit the thirty thirty club as I call it. The, 30 years old with a 30-year mortgage and $30,000 in debt. That's when, that's when you, wait a minute, no, this ain't right, right here. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for all this stuff. And you start asking yourself those questions. So it's easy, you can get fall into something and, and, and not know it, right? When you, when you look at Leah, right, the, the Bible says that she had delicate eyes, some trans, <laughs> yeah. Some some versions just call it cockeyed. They go ahead. They go ahead. But I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you in a minute why while I I'm gonna tell you in a minute while I, I like Leah though. But uh, when you when you when you think about that when you when you think about uh, her perspective when you think about um, her father. You know he's a trickster, and he gives her away to a man that doesn't even love her. He gives her away as, as if she's nothing. And not even to just for a man to just take away and take out or whatever, just go in and just sleep with her. And I, I had a conversation with, with Chastity um, a while ago about this, and I guess it was maybe because I, I have a daughter now, so God is really, just really sensing me to that. You know, when we hear Leah, the first thing we hear of is, well, she was cockeyed. There's, there's so many women that were told, oh, you too dark, or you too light, or you too short, or you too tall. And they're carrying around that stuff because they didn't have a father that would love them and would tell them they're beautiful just the way that they are. It didn't tell, didn't tell them that God made you special. And so now there's so, so many women that have, have carried that with them because of that. And so sometimes they make the de- decisions that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Just for that, that one simple thing, that, that father. And I, I think about that so many times when, when my daughter asks me, uh, well, Daddy, can I have a hug? Or, uh, Daddy, can you come tuck me in? And there's so many little girls that are calling out for Daddy and come nobody on, there. He's not even coming around. And it just breaks my heart so much because I, I see it in the adults. I don't know why God is showing me this. I don't know. But I'm seeing it, and it does make me angry because I, I can't do anything about it. I can't, I can't change it. I can just simply just pray for them. But there's so, there's so many little girls or boys as well that fit in the category of Leah and are getting disappointed based upon their fathers or based upon some, what somebody said, based upon what somebody did. And they're carrying that, that stuff around with them, and it, it causes them uh, dysfunction either in their marriages, yeah. in their yeah. other relationships. And they, they just hold that inside, and just from that one element, just a father, just someone just to love them and to hug them, to tuck them in. It's a small thing, but a big thing. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at Jacob, right? 
we all can can imagine working for something, right? Working for something uh, as we celebrate our pastors for these 11 years. I'm sure they, they, they put in so, so much work, but then looked out and, and wait a minute, it's something different. This wasn't what I was working for. Even, even with us, we've worked for our careers, we've worked to save uh, money, we've worked to uh, raise our family, but then we got something just like Leah's eyes weren't straight. We got something that didn't line up with what God told us. We got something that wasn't promised. We got something that wasn't shown to us. And we have to figure out what are we going to do next? Are, are, are we just going to pack our bags and leave? Are we going to work another seven years? What are we going to do when this disappointment comes? And we have to make those decisions. Glory be to God. Jacob kept working another seven years for Rachel. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine because it, it speaks to me because there are times that I've given up on stuff. I, I've given up on, on corporate America. I've given up, um, you know, doing different things in my life and said, no, I'm not doing that. But he kept on pushing and kept on fighting through that disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you today that the law will speak to your heart. Whatever, whatever you're fighting through, whatever you that's got you disappointed, that you continue on to push and continue on uh, to fight for it because it's Amen. worth fighting for. Amen. It's not worth giving up. I know it happens. There are things that I fight against in, in my mind sometimes giving up. But I continue to put one foot forward, continue to push. It doesn't, it doesn't have to, to, to be a, a big step. You can make a small little step because God is going to honor that. He's going to get behind that and, and continue to push that. I just, it, it's just so, so much in this is that we can, we can see uh, ourselves and our, our situations in there. The thing the one big thing, this is where, this is what got me. This is even where I got the, the title of the message uh, from. When we see Leah, and we, we look through the, the lineage of Jesus, right? The lineage of Jesus, we know that he, he comes from the tribe of Judah, right? But Judah's mother was Leah. So the interesting thing to me is that the patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their connection to Jesus is based upon something that Jacob didn't even want. Oh. Wow. How many things happen in our life that we don't want, but I bet you what, it's going to connect you to Jesus. I bet you that. I know in my life, the things that I didn't want, that's when I ran the hardest for Jesus. When our daughter was born, our... Um, the, the doctor told her that she had a, a, a hole in her heart. We couldn't even understand, what do you mean a hole in, in a heart? How does a baby breathe and live and, and have a hole in, your, in their heart? What are you talking about? But clear, sure enough, on the x-ray, there was something over her heart. We connected with our father, and by the time we got to the pediatric doctor, they said they didn't see it no more. Yeah. I know that. Listen, sometimes these, the disappointments that come, they, they, are, they do help us get connected with Jesus. Our walk is different. Our talk is different. The way we think is going to be different when we connect with the Father. So it's unfortunate sometimes it, it, it takes that, but we do, uh, it, we can use that to stay connected with him. Just like I said at the beginning, staying yoked up with Jesus. That's what it's about. I don't, I don't know where you are today. I don't know what, what category you, you may fit in. I'm going to have to come back and, and finish, finish that up. But I, I don't know where you, where you are today. I don't know if you're 
with Jacob where you, you, you're pushing hard and something happens, that roadblock uh, happens, and you had to make a decision. I don't know if, if you're uh, in the place of, of Leah, where you've been hurt, you've been carrying something with you. But I just, I just hope and I, I want uh, the Lord just to move on your hearts this morning. Whatever it is that you might need, whatever it is that you, that you might be facing, whatever disappointment that, that showed up, whatever's on your shoulders, whatever that you, 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 you're carrying, that you could just lay it down at the master's feet. Because his yoke is easy. His, his burden is light. And he cares for you. Don't, don't allow disappointment. Don't, don't, don't allow a, a, a misjudgment in expectation to hinder, to hinder you, to keep you from uh, a relationship or to keep you moving in what God has for you. I know sometimes the, the, the weights of the world may come down on our, on our shoulders and hold us down. But we got to pull that yoke off and hand it over. It is so freeing to be yoked up with Jesus. You forget about what people think. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You forget about the bills. You forget, you forget about the work demands. But you get free in God. And that's where he wants you. Just to be, in, to be free in him. Don't allow others to dictate how you feel about yourself. Whether it's a parent. Whether it's a manager whether it's, it's someone in a relationship or family member, that we will to take on and think about what Christ says about you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah, Lord God, that you are the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.